Thank you very much for being here today and attending what I believe is going to be a great panel of discussion on a really an interesting, important topic, sustainable tourism and how we link sustainable tourism with uh, sustainable wine. My name is Marta Juega. I work as Alliance Wine as winemaker and sustainability manager. And today I will be debating this interesting uh, topic with a great panel of speakers. I would like you to introduce you, the speakers first, and then we will move into the objectives of the panel. We have here today Saul Blanco Sosa, with more than 25 years of experience in the travel and tourist sectors and 2021. He's the director of the Sustainable Travel Programs at the international non-profit organization Preferred by Nature. Welcome, Saul. Thanks for being here today. Catherine Lepamontier, who is the managing director of Grain Wine Capitals Global Network, founded in 1999 on a Bordeaux Chamber of Commerce initiative. The organization comes now with 11 member cities around the world, all working hand in hand to promote one tourism. Welcome, Catherine. Thanks for being here today as well. Our next speaker is Shelly Fuller, who is the fruit and wine program manager at War White Wild Fund in South Africa. She's growing the Conservation Champion Program, which recognizes farmers that are environmental leaders and showcase how producing and connecting to consumers can benefit nature conservation, especially within the biodiversity of Capel Cape Floral Kingdom. Welcome, Welcome Shelly. Thanks for being here today as well. Our next speaker is Michelle Manelli. He's one of the founders and the current vice president of Equalitas. And he's also the founder and CEO of Salceto Winery that is strongly committed to represent a responsible business in winemaking and wine tours in Tuscany, Italy. Welcome, Michelle. Thanks for being here as well. And last but not least, we have the doctor, I'm going to try to say his name properly, Gasly Solnoki. It's quite difficult. <laughs> He's a professor of market research at the Heisenheim University in Germany and in wine and beverage management and marketing at the University of West Attica in Greece. He's author of several books, research papers, and industry articles, in addition to be a delegated expert in the OEB in the fields of wine economics and statistics. Thanks for being here today, Doctor. Without any further delay, let's start with the, with the panel. I would like to start the conversation with one specific topic. And as you might be aware, in the last few decades, wine tourism has become strongly related to areas such as nature conservation, biodiversity, the economy, and cultural uh, development on certain wine regions. Therefore, I would like to know, in your opinion, if you're in your opinion, wine tourism is a key element in any sustainability strategy. I would like Dr. Gasly to start with this question, if is that okay with you, please? Um, thank you very much, uh, uh, Marta. Gerge Solnoki, this is the right pronunciation, but it was almost, almost there. <laughs> yeah, that's true what you said in your first question. Wine tourism is an important element, uh, for sure, that could cover uh, many different aspects of uh, sustainability. And just let, let me give you an example. Uh, when investigating, for example, uh, sustainable wine production, yeah, and asking um, uh, producers uh, about the share of environmental 
economic and social aspect. What we've done several times in the in, uh, in the past, uh, we always uh, saw that uh, that the environmental aspect uh, is so much higher evaluated, significant higher than the other two elements. And uh, some months ago, uh, we conducted a survey with uh, 1,500 uh, wineries worldwide uh, on sustainable wine tourism. And we also uh, tested and asked them um, how to, uh, uh, about the share of, uh, of these uh, three dimensions. And interestingly, uh, they said uh, that this is more in the balance relationship uh, and there is no uh, significant higher, this is significant higher that, but we can uh, cover all of the uh, three elements. On the other hand, uh, back to your question, I see sustainable development uh, of, of wineries more in a holistic way. It means that uh, this should be comprehensive uh, for sure, and uh, this should work in hand in hand with other elements of, uh, of, uh, of the wineries. So it means for me that, that wine tourism is not the key element and not the most important things, but one of the key elements and one of the most important uh, um, uh, things. Uh, and this is actually a part of, uh, of the chain which should work uh, um, as a comprehensive, uh, in a comprehensive way. Um, as part of, a, of an online survey I already mentioned uh, before, um, we analyzed also the overlap of uh, sustainable wine tourism activities and um, sustainable wine production. And we realized that from the producer point of view, there are only few overlap between these two activities, which is obviously not true, uh, but uh, the main reason is uh, that they uh, rated and evaluated uh, this way. That, that wineries, uh, they have a difficulty uh, when it comes to define concrete measures uh, and, and uh, the, the link between these two things. Uh, and this is actually the main, the main lack, the lack of, uh, of a guideline of recommendation, um, what kind of measures they can do and they can use and how to link together the different parts of the wineries. And for me, this is the key question. This is the key for the sustainable strategy, sustainable development of the winery how to link together production, logistic, sustainable wine tourism, and all of the other elements. Yeah. Okay, interesting. That's, that comes along with the idea of keeping this holistic vision of sustainability, how it needs to be implemented in different areas, not only production areas, but maybe other aspects in the, in the whole business. That's, that was really interesting. Saul, would you like to add something on top of that for us, please? Thank you. Thank you, Marta. Yeah, I... I, I definitely agree that the so any sustainability strategy must be addressed from a holistic perspective and should consider, um, of course, the environmental aspects of sustainability, but also the not so uh, commonly addressed social and and uh, and and community aspects of travel, which are also very important uh, when it comes to sustainability in the travel sector. And since we're talking about the, the sustainable tourism and the wine sector and the relation with that, I, I think that as Gergely said, um, when it comes to the company, to the winery, sustainable tourism is definitely a key element on the strategy, but not the core element of the strategy because the winery's main or core activity is definitely not travel or not tourism. That's just one, one side of it. So, however, it could be a very important one if it's projected properly and if it is used as an opportunity to share 
not only the experience of the wine with visitors, but also all the educational aspects that are behind wine production and behind the impacts of the winery on its surrounding environment. And I mean, natural, cultural, and et cetera. So for the winery, uh, sustainable tourism or, or wine tourism becomes an element for showcasing and sharing and educating about what's behind uh, the world of wine production and the world of wine in general. And it's a great, great uh, uh, window to enrich the experience, not only of visitors, but also uh, of consumers in general, about where uh, wineries are making a difference in terms of, uh, in terms of their impacts. And this is, this is interesting because um, it's, it's something that you're communicating through a, a fun activity because ultimately travel should be that. And, and so people are more, when we're traveling, we're more open to learning and to listening and to experiencing new things. And that's when we take more, most of it. I, I'm, I assure you that I learned more about wine in one visit to one park that I won't mention here to avoid commercials. But uh, that the 20 years I've been drinking wine, for example, just a bit on Sundays and Saturdays. But it's still, uh, this, is, this was definitely a fun experience to me because there was a lot behind the wine production that I was not aware of and that I learned through a very fun and educational activity. So, yeah, it should be key. It's not the core element. But then there's one thing that I would like to add on that, and it's that the fact that there are some destinations in the world that are known because of the, of the wine, because of wine production. You hear about uh, Mendoza in Argentina, and, and if you're a wine person, you rapidly think about wine. Uh, if Bordeaux, and you rapidly think about wine. And there are these kind of places that definitely Catherine probably knows best about this than me. And, and those, those places have this huge impact that goes way beyond the winery. And that's another aspect of the strategy, where when the strategy of the winery goes beyond the winery itself, but it actually impacts the destination. And that's when wine tourism becomes a huge element for driving development, from, from, for driving uh, growth and development to, to a destination. And, and in those cases, uh, probably wine tourism, it's, it's, it's the core. Of the, of the strategy for a destination development that will impact uh, and will raise opportunities for uh, the locals to develop other, other activities and will provide visitors the opportunity to learn about other aspects of that destination, whether it is their natural heritage, cultural heritage, uh, handicraft, uh, gastronomy, etc. So, so I think the vision, when we talk about holistic vision, we shouldn't and then strategy uh, and, and sustainability strategy, we shouldn't only think about sustainability and all the elements of sustainability, but where sust the sustainability strategy has more impact. And, and in some cases, it will be not just within the winery, but also outside the winery. Take out the winery and probably you take out the tourism industry or tourism activity and the livelihood of many people in, in some places. So, so it is key also to consider it that way. That's a huge impact that wineries can do in wine tourism. Oh, that's, that's what I. 
Yeah, that, that's really interesting in the way that you mentioned that um, when you are visiting other areas, you, know, you are less stressed and you are more keen to get more familiar with the culture, with the, with the industry, with, the, uh, yeah, with everything, with the gastronomy. And that also helps in order to, yeah, to communicate you know, what is going on in terms of the wine region and also will help the wine region to develop from an economic point of view, which is part of sustainability as well, the economic development of every single wine region. So that's, that's a really important point. I don't know if anyone in the panel would like to add something. Uh, about uh, this uh, idea of including wine tourists as part of the sustainability strategy. I don't know if you have any thought, guys, that will, or anyone in the public or in any guess? No? Okay. Okay. That's, that was really good, guys. That was really, really interesting. So now, taking into account what we have um, debate so far, I'm, um, I would like to know what is, in your opinion, the best way to make this happen. It means include, in this case, sustainable tourists into the sustainability strategy in any winery or wine business, especially when it comes to small businesses, such as small growers with lack of financial and human resources. Sally, I would like to know your opinion on this topic. Is that okay with you, please? Absolutely. Thank you, Marta. And thank you for, for great introductions there um, from the previous speakers as well. In, in South Africa, um, we're blessed with exceptional um, landscapes and, and beautiful biodiversity. So um, for those of you who've been lucky enough to visit our, our country and experience what comes out of the bottles, um, it's exactly that what Saul was, was referencing in terms of trying to bring the experience of nature and how the wine is made um, into the wine sales and into the wine communication. And I think that's critical. It's, it doesn't have to be, you know, a huge investment in terms of uh, a fancy restaurant, but if you can link um, an experience that is unique, um, for example, you know, locally uh, foraged mushrooms that are then part of a menu that is then paired with an exceptional Chardonnay. I think it's those kind of experiences that consumers are wanting to feel and touch and smell a lot more. And, and once you have that loyalty in terms of, of that memorable experience that sticks in your mind and you see that wine brand on the shelf in the retail space, or uh, online as everything is going these days. Um, I think it translates directly into, into loyal consumers. So I think what we're seeing is certainly, it's not only big brands that are investing in their storytelling and in their unique um, kind of sustainability story, but it's very much um, across the board, especially in fact, since COVID knocked a lot of wine sales and a lot of visitors coming to our shores at least, we saw a lot of creativity in terms of telling the story online, connecting to, to your consumers, um, and really bringing what makes your, your wine brand and your little piece of, of nature and your farm uh, unique and telling that to the world. And um, so I think there's a lot that can be done. Uh, I think there's been amazing innovations and I've been learning a lot from, from this conference as well. It's great to see the trends that are out there. But I think my strong message would just be to, to connect, to tell, to tell your story, um, to unpack what it is that you're doing 
to be personable, not it doesn't have to be fancy language and, and lots of stickers on wine bottles, but actually just inform your consumers and stay connected um, because then they will they'll want to support. You know, there's certainly that trend in terms of consumers wanting to know with this purchase, what am I able to support? Um, so I'll stop there and, and keep the conversation going. Thanks, Shelley. That, that was really good. I, I have a question on, in line with that. We, um, how do you feel that is the best way to keep this sense of loyalty? You mentioned something related to that. Yeah, I think, um, so there's, there's uh, obviously a fine line between wanting to expand your consumer base, um, but also maintaining that loyalty aspect. So I think um, keeping keeping that personal relationship going. And, and as I said, these days with everything being online, um, virtual wine tastings, mobile um, apps that we've developed one that then allows you to see what you can do on the farms. You know, everything's in the palm of, of your hand now. So I think that loyalty and that direct communication is a lot more accessible these days than it used to be. I mean, there used to be international trips required for buyers to come and visit and experience. You can't you can't replace that virtually. You cannot replace stepping through the vineyards and smelling the soil and seeing the beautiful landscapes. But I think we are fortunate that, you know, a lot more is accessible now with online. And, and yeah, I think there is a lot of communication. Everyone's always got too many emails. So I think it's, it's the genuine storytelling that is critical, you know, taking away all that marketing language and just telling what's happening for you on your farm in your winemaking is important. Yeah, I like that, that idea of storytelling. I think that that's, that's really important. And we, we forget about that, the history of the vineyard and the winery. And uh, it's, it's important to share with consumers for sure. Catherine, would you like to add something? I, I know that you have plenty of knowledge to share on this. Yes, yes, of course. Thank you um, to give me the floor. Actually, uh, I, of, of course, agree totally with Shelley that uh, you don't have to be a big brand to be uh, involved in sustainability and, and have your wine tourism activities involved in sustainability. You know, I'm based in Bordeaux and out of the some 5,000 wine producers we have here, behind the big names, there are many, many small wineries. And these indeed do lack human and financial means to think about huge investments in expensive equipment, such, such as solar panels, water recycling systems, etc. Most of the time, they would not hesitate in investing in a vat or a stainless tank. But of course, there is always a question of priority. And as Saul mentioned, um, Wine tourism is a key element of a winery strategy, but it's not the core element. So it's probably, it's, it often seems expensive to invest in those kind of heavy equipments, but it is always rewarding from a sustainable perspective, of course, but also from a personal point of view. And last but not least, it will have a positive economic impact as well. If you take solar panels, most businesses pay off the cost of the investment in two to in five to seven years, and then they can make profit from the energy produced, the clean energy produced. Plus, in some countries, governments have created incentives and subsidies to support these investments. So that really helps and make it possible for even small businesses to invest. But there are a lot of more, a lot of small gestures anyone can make that leads to sustainability. The first thing one should do is to list what they are doing in their daily task without, without even thinking of it. And then add to the list a series of measures that are easy to do in wine tourism activities. 
saw the waste in the offices, but also in your, in your guest house or in the kitchen at the restaurant. Recycle or even upcycle up old furniture to use in your salad door or your bed and breakfast. Stop using plastics. There are many alternatives to do it. Wood, glass, recycled paper. Have your own vegetable garden, as it's been said already, and save the products to your visitors and work with the local companies for other products. It will all enhance the experience of your customers and make your clients happy. Capture rainwater and use it for watering your plants and gardens. Use eco-friendly cleaning products and have the wind outside dry out your laundry rather than use an electric dryer. Use movement detectors in your rooms and LED bulbs. Not only will you spend less energy, by uh, decrease by 75%, but the bulbs will also last 25 times longer than regular ones. Use ecological building materials that will provide natural insulation. Use digital promotion tools rather than printed brochures. But still be aware of the environmental impact of digital practices. All these measures are costless, but sustainable. The next step I'd advise is also to ask your own team to provide ideas. They are the ones in the field, your staff. They will provide input to improve their own organization and practices for sure. And maybe also add some ideas on the social side of sustainability. See, not only the big names can be involved, small measures can also have a big impact. Thank you, Catherine. That's a great list of things to do that we can all implement. I, I strongly agree that how I strongly agree on how important it is to us for ideas to your team. I think that sometimes we, uh, when, when you have a sustainability manager or a director, it's important to that this person go and visit other departments in order to understand the idea that the people can bring no into the to the table and uh, because they they are the they are the people that are in daily with operations on a daily basis and uh, the, their opinion is important to make things happen and implement sustainability initiatives yes and not not all companies do have the chance to have a sustainable manager so yeah. it's really the the winemaker's responsibility to 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 try and and you know get deeper into the, 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 the daily activities and see where um, we can also um, be more sustainable. That's, that's, that's great. Thank you. Thanks a lot for that, Catherine. Appreciate Appreciate. Um, I think that we have some questions very deep. Should, I, should we start to answer then or maybe we, we should wait until Yes. The end? No, I think some really great things have been brought up. Uh, looks like we're also sharing some examples. I think, uh, Catherine, you were able to kind of answer um, Turismo CZ's question about how can we get the government to also participate when you mentioned subsidies for energy. Yeah. That's, that's one way that the government can also step in. Also, in my past, uh, working as an events manager, um, working with tourism boards, so uh, a, a local tourism board that is you, you doing that work, working to attract um, attract tourists um, can all can be doing that work as well. So, so lots of great ideas being thrown around. Does look like we have some specific questions about. Um, uh, bodies uh, completing audits and also where the carbon footprint lies. So let's um, take it away. Let's see what your thoughts are on that. 
maybe I can just st start answering in terms of South Africa's um, response. So um, we have a long-standing um, environmental sustainability standard called the Inter IPW, Integrated Production of Wine, and that is independently audited um, by a credible body. And so that kind of measures what's happening in the vineyards and what's happening in the cellar. And similarly, there's one measuring carbon footprints, farm and cellar. But as previous speakers in the, in the main panel were saying, you know, that logistics, that supply chain area is, is kind of the gray area that we, we're trying to now get a, get a better handle on in terms of the sustainable wine roundtable um, credi credibility and, and who takes ownership for those sections of, of, uh, of the actions there. But I think... Um, in terms of the carbon footprint, the majority usually is um, is found in that in that supply chain aspect. Um, but that's why I think you know previous speakers were also saying you've got to look holistically because if you take into account the fact that, um, for example, in South Africa, the, there's many wine farms that are doing um, more than than they need to in terms of reducing their impact and also conserving nature, providing employment. Um, you know, all of the all of the extras, more than just what goes into the wine bottle. Um, so I think that's what that's what previous speakers were saying. You can't only, you know, there's there's the tunnel vision of just looking at a carbon footprint or just looking at a water footprint. It's really important to be able to say, how is how is this business managing, you know, their entire uh, supply chain and how how are they reducing along the way? Because we, we are making an impact no matter what we're doing. Um, so as, as Catherine said, we just try starting to address the biggest impact areas, working together through the supply chain with the whole industry is critical. Um, and then recognizing the achievements along the way. You know, too often it's kind of, is that a bad carbon footprint compared to this one? And, you know, the technicalities get in the way of actually shining the light on, on some really positive stories. Um, yeah, I'll stop there. Thanks for that, Shelley. That I have there is another. I have another question in line with what you you have said, uh, shared now with us. And nowadays, there is an important number of certification and standards in the wine industry in order to become more sustainable. And these standards are great because are helping wineries uh, to become more sustainable. Um, but do you think that there are policies or standards in uh, or measurement tools that can be used in order to in, in the tourist sector, I will say, in order to become more sustainable. And Michelle, I think that you, because you, you work for Qualitas, you are the vice president, I think that you have kind of experience with the standard certification. So can you help us with this uh, objective, this question? Well, thank you. Uh, sure, I will try uh, at least. Well, uh, first of all, our experience is, uh, is part of uh, an explanation or a an overview of the problem. I mean, when we started uh, working in 2013 with uh, around a forum grouping 34 among universities and uh, and the research centers and, and group of wineries, uh, we had the problem at the time of uh, complexity uh, of the uh, different standards that were trying to modelize uh, sustainability, and so. One problem is uh, exactly what uh, uh, Sustainable Wine Roundtable is trying to do. So trying to create a common language, uh, common signs and common rules. And at the end, common benchmarks, uh, because uh, one of the great problems that we have is to, 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 to make uh, any standard credible 
is to is to to be able to 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 compare them a little bit too, and to compare the the behavior of the wineries and to be sure that uh, uh, what they say is what they do in a way. I mean, this is also something that we honestly have to consider as an issue and as a challenge. So the famous question of the, for example, third-party verification of uh, of the assessments. I mean, this is another problem. So and that's exactly what the qualities tried to do. Uh, at that time, it took a few years. Uh, we were in uh, we were uh, in 2015-16 building up a standard owner company owned by the value chain itself, so the representatives of the industries. And uh, in about three four years now, we are representing 20% of the of the Italian value chain of wine uh, with third party verified uh, complex, uh, uh, let's say, kind of risk management quality control system applied to 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 to, to those uh, to those wineries. And I think that. This is uh, what uh, is required for uh, tourism. Luckily, tourism too moved. I mean, it's a big industry and there has been great efforts. I think today, Seoul is representing, for example, a standard which has, a, uh, which has, a, which is, a, I mean, a symbol of this, uh, of this, uh, of this activity. And I would say that the tourism is also an international reference in the GSTC. I mean, under the umbrella of the United Nations, uh, there has been uh, there has been a, an important and significant work done uh, over time uh, in creating a, a, an overall guideline, which, is, by the way, even uh, as some kind of implementation rules that uh, that are also being verifiable. So let's consider this a reference and a reference that uh, comes out uh, of uh, of uh, a long term. Uh, uh, discussion and, and improvement of thoughts uh, with the Lanzarote Charter of 95, just as you know, in, in climate change issue, we have the Rio conference and, and, and so on. So, and this, and, and let me also uh, stop for a moment uh, uh, to also maybe try to, to, to propose new perspectives compared to what has been said so far, is that uh, tourism, uh, the tourism approach to sustainable tourism has uh, added another dimension to the environmental, uh, say to the basic of any, of any let's say, organization, uh, sustainability impact management, which is typically, we have to manage our uh, environmental risks uh, and impacts. We have to manage our social impacts, and I mean mainly labor. Let me underline two, three times that labor is the main pilaster, and not only the labor that is managed within the organization, but also the labor, which is indirectly embedded in the products that uh, are part of our supply chain, sometimes more direct, like a grade for a winery, or uh, uh, that is that is purchased sometimes a little bit further away. If you buy any kind of, you know, your your uh, the cocoa the cacao that you buy in Germany that is produced in uh, Brazil, it's far away, but it's an embedded uh, labor that. We know, for example, I made this, this example just to be sure to understand it, that there are somewhere some higher risks. So, uh, so uh, as I said, environmental, labor, economical, of course, the resilience of the organization is, a, is an important aspect. But when we come to tourism, I think that the dimension that was proposed thoroughly and which is specific to tourism is uh, the idea that we have, uh, that there can be a significant impact in, uh, in local communities. Uh, because what we tend to propose to tourism tend to shape the area itself where it's, it sits. And at the same time, pulling tourists to a certain area is a further impact that we add 
on top of the local community, uh, local community, uh, let's say, uh, overall, overall uh, asset and, and liability and liability. And so, uh, in this sense, these two dimensions need to be to be considered also when we when we get to wine, uh, particularly. I mean, we could argue that wine by itself it is often uh, this kind of heritage that can be uh, that can be uh, the proposal uh, for the tourism uh, for the tourist to to in a way preserve uh, and, and and contribute to to the local growth uh, to the cultural local growth. But sometimes, for example, this is a question, it can become a little bit repetitive and sometimes uh, in a way, uh, how can I say, not, not I, I don't want to get to, to uh, repetitive is the right word, repetitive, especially in smaller district. And so I think it is, a, it is a probably a specific uh, question that wine areas and wineries in general that want to approach in a positive way. I mean, it has been mentioned that, I think Sal was was mentioning about it. Uh, we 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 should uh, consider that uh, even a winery that proposes uh, uh, is 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 wine as an heritage should consider how it can benefit a, a variety, the, a, a complex, uh, a more complex and a wider culture in in its uh, in its uh, in its. Uh, cultural proposal of the territory, for example. And in general, it has to, to, to ask this uh, same question to itself uh, when, while, while managing his, his impact specifically on his touristic, touristic activity on, uh, again, uh, how, for example, since often we are isolated in the countryside, how the transportation of those tourists to ourselves uh, can be, can be uh, organized. I mean, I'm just making a very small example, but as Katrin, um, was saying, I mean, I, I am an extreme believer. I, uh, beside the Qualtas, I, I run a winery that was the first world in, back in 2009, at least in Europe, to calculate uh, and certify a carbon footprint before even the ISO standards. And, uh, and at the end, uh, what I always saw in my experience is, is that what really matters is coherence. And coherence in, in every uh, decision and every cho every choice we make uh, on a daily basis. Once you get uh, to this coherence in in every single choice, uh, then uh, you change the face of your of your organization. By the way, talking about tourism, we have a hotel uh, in the winery since 2015, and uh, uh, for years I've never seen a recycling uh, a differentiator bin uh, to differentiate the waste inside the rooms. It's there in our room since 2015. And it's simply a matter of coherence. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, of course, uh, I, we have just a few rooms. Uh, we are not. Uh, we cannot uh, nearly calculate the benefit of this choice. Uh, but uh, uh, if we replicate uh, in uh, on the million of rooms that there are uh, worldwide, and probably hundreds of thousands in wineries uh, around the world, uh, uh, those choices can certainly make the difference. Uh, uh, it is the same, for example, when we get to bottles and weight of bottles. Uh, if we can uh, imagine that the decreasing of a third the weight of uh, of a bottle in the wine industry, which makes 26 billion of pieces every year in, in Europe, makes a, a difference that can offset nearly the what uh, what uh, what we are uh, what we are uh, what separates us from the 2030. Uh, climate uh, agenda. So I think that these are those are the messages. The message is that the winery need to establish serious management. There are references, 
probably missing a little bit of specific regulations for some areas of tourism, because the tourism still have great guidelines with the GSTC umbrella, but probably lacking of a little bit of specific rules when we get to, for example, the organization of the restaurant, to make an example, and how should my carbon footprint, for example, really organizing within the organization. So, but anyway, establish a solid, uh, a solid typical horizontal base, then look at the specificity of tourism. So a real uh, thought of, of uh, the impact of our activity on the offer of the territory and the impact of uh, the incoming on our territory, which are specific of, uh, of tourism, uh, and then coherence on the everyday choice. And overall, I think this is a message for the SWR that uh, we can, I think, be proposing a path for uh, wine tourism, uh, 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 for an evolution of uh, sustainability wine tourism, not only in culture, culturally, because this is, uh, of course, uh, the first point, and we are, we're doing it today, but then probably also in terms of uh, 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 rules to share, uh, to be able to 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 affirm a serious, transparent, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, reputational approach uh, to to sustainability. That was great. Thanks for sharing with us all your knowledge and experience. is is really helpful. I think that I, I agree. The Spanish Wine Roundtable has a a great uh, opportunity to to help on on the on the tourist area, wine tourist area, in order to create the standards and policies to help. So I would like to hear if you have any opinion on this uh, topic as well. Yeah, definitely. And this kind of uh, topic, I, I I don't know if I have the right opinion, but I do have one <laughs> that I would like to share. Um, and um, I'm very new to the wine sector. I really know, no, I, I don't know anything about the wine sector in, in general. I, my experience, as you know, has been the travel sector in, in cert certification in the travel sector. And I've been working specifically in this sector for a little bit more than 20 years. Um, and one, one thing that I, I, I will take from, well, many things I take from Michelle. Thank you for, for sharing all of that. But I will highlight one thing, and it's the fact that um, I'm a true believer after more than 20 years working in standard development for the travel sector that we definitely don't need to start from scratch at this point on any activity when it comes to developing a standard for, for the specific activity, especially, especially, and this is the key reason for that, when we're talking about a sustainability standard. Remember that sustainability has specific basic principles that are actually overarching and that apply basically to any sector where you where you would uh, consider uh, sustainable performance. We're always talking about env environmental impacts. We're always talking about social impacts. We're of course talking about the economic impacts. And in certain cases, we're talking about the community impacts or the impacts on the cultural uh, heritage and, and the cultural manifestations. Those principles are overarching. And in the travel sector are even more when we become more specific. So yes, when we talk about wine tourism, we're talking about a visit central that is focused on the wine, the wine experience, the vineyard, uh, the history of the vineyard and so on. But let's take out for a minute 
all of those elements. And let's think that we are on a natural park anywhere in the world, wherever you want, Victoria Falls, Iwasu Falls, uh, Yosemite Park, whatever you want. And think about visiting that theme park and you will be visiting the park because of the natural uh, biodiversity that it has, the natural wonders that it offers, the history behind the park and, and all the elements around the park. So, and what is common within the, a vineyard and, and, and any of these parks or Disneyland, if you, if you, if you will like, the, the common thing with this is that they're basically all handling visitors and they need to handle and manage those visitors in a way that those visitors come out transformed through an experience, whether it is because you experience a picture with the seven dwarfs and, and, or Snow White, whether it is because you saw the bird that you were always looking for as a bird watcher, whether it is experiencing your first wine tasting. Always there's a common element when, we, when it comes to travel and it's the experience. So the experience, uh, it's, it's a common element and there's been a lot of efforts over the last 20 years in developing standards for managing sustainability across the travel sector that have gone through this test and fail, test and fail process that we ultimately, uh, and we ultimately got a little bit good at it, I would say, I hope, uh, because it's, otherwise it would be cruel 20 years or more investing in this. But I think we've come a long way. So, so if we think about it like that, then the first element when it comes to a standard is that we don't need to start from scratch. We don't need to start from zero. Uh, doesn't matter what we do. The elements of sustainable travel are common to any sustainable travel activity. And those elements are where we actually need to start because that's where we need to focus to begin with, uh, with uh, all the stakeholders that we want to involve in this. And this, I want to connect it with another aspect that you said earlier, Marta, uh, just before the previous question, and you talk about sustainability and the fact that there are lack of financial or capacity and, uh, and, and this, and please allow me to say uh, myth that sustainability is expensive. Sustainability is not expensive and it shouldn't be considered like that. And we need to tackle that myth. Sustainability, it's just, a mindset and we need to we need to basically ask people to change into that mindset and it doesn't matter if you're a small producer a small service supplier a small winery a small destination or a big destination if you have the right mindset you will do things responsibly when it comes to the use of resources responsibly when it comes to the development of job or labor opportunities responsible when it comes to your community relations responsible when it comes to sourcing and so on. So what we need to tell people is that there is already a, a set of standards that can guide them into this journey and that they basically need to choose where they want to start depending on where they are in comparison with that standard. All different wineries will be in different, in different uh, spots or positions regarding that journey. It doesn't matter. You just need to start somewhere with the right mindset and then make the journey from there with, with simply having one thing, commitment towards improving over time. And that will actually lead the way. So we are, as Michelle said, uh, promoters of one standard for sustainable travel activities. 
Our standard focuses on four principles, the management of the organization, the uh, benefit and respect of human rights and the culture of people, the conservation and protection of nature, and the reduction and mitigation of the impacts of climate to climate uh, from activities. In those four elements, we think we are covering the core aspects of any sustainable strategy. We don't expect all companies to go through all the things at once. Some will start with the management part because you need that part to be fine-tuned in order for the rest of, to, to work. Some others will already have that covered and they can move into more deep aspects of the sustainability because they're farther down the journey of their own sustainability journey. When we apply that to wineries, honestly, and in my own experience, I did already uh, an audit on, on a winery in Concha y Toro to be specific, and we reviewed their, not the winery, the tourism park. And when we saw the tourism park, it's an amazing experience, I must say, but we never saw anything that was really so disruptive when it comes to travel activities. So the good news about this is that maybe we need to add a couple of indicators to a standard that is already there. But in fact, we already have a huge baseline that we can work on. And the worst we could do at this point is start developing something from scratch uh, when we already have a lot of work from a lot of experts worldwide that has been developed out there. So, so that would be my, my comment on this. Thank you. Thanks, Saul. That was that's a great, great input. And we have five minutes left, but we don't like to finish without just uh, debating briefly um, the, the impact of education uh, when it comes to sustainability in, in wine tourists. So I would like to hear from Catherine and Gethly just a few thoughts on, the, on, the, on how we could um, use uh, sustainable wine tourists as an educational tool uh, to help us to promote the sustainability efforts of the wine industry. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Marta. In my opinion, and I think it's everybody's opinion, as uh, it's been mentioned several times over the, 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 the webinar, wine tourism is about connecting with nature, with the people and with the culture, with the terroir. So a winery and a vineyard offered an incredible stage to talk and show what is sustainability. There are not that many places where consumers can almost touch sustainability, put their fingers on the reality of the concept. They will be curious to see what practices are implemented. They will have questions. They will be interested in knowing more. Surveys have already shown that some visitors, and they will be always more numerous in the future, will select wine winery uh, among others due to the sustainable practices that are promoted there. But not all tourists have this reflex yet. Most people understand sustainability through the prism of global warming as they witness climate accidents and crisis, floods, droughts, fires, hail. But global warming is only part of the problem. There is much more to it. Air, land and ocean pollution, shortage of natural products, disappearance of insects and species, social issues. So sustainability explained with your own activity as an example, will open their eyes. It will have an impact on the consumer, on your visitor. It will create awareness, develop their interest in questioning, and maybe even lead them to change their own practices in their life. So when you're lucky enough to have people at your place, it's the perfect moment to tell them about your practices. You can say and explain what you do. 
But then, of course, you must also do what you tell them. Thanks, Catherine. Dr. Gesley, would you like to add something on top of that, please? Yeah, uh, let me start uh, my part with, uh, with, with wine tourists. As you know, wine tourists, they are uh, highly motivated uh, visitors. Uh, they sacrifice their leisure time uh, to visit wineries. Uh, so uh, someone else would say they are crazy, uh, but it's, uh, it's, uh, we're talking here about passion, about uh, hobby. And uh, this hobby is about experiencing, about discovering, as, as Katrina also said before, nature and culture and production and local food and all of this stuff. Uh, and for me, uh, visiting a winery is always an education journey. There is, there is no uh, um, other way. You, you always learn something. Maybe sometimes a little bit more, a little bit less. So perfect uh, platform uh, to, education, uh, to educate people. And, um, and the best way to, to present new practices uh, is directly at the winery. Just give me an example, uh, organic production. Label and the certification on the label as an organic uh, product uh, could be, might be very easily ignored in a supermarket or whatever. But when you are at the winery, yeah, and, uh, and you hear the, the, the way of thinking, the, the way of acting uh, wineries behind this, uh, this is the most convincing way let's say. And the similar also with, with biodiversity, saving water, saving energy, working together with the local industry, all of this stuff, uh, you, had, you have the best chance uh, to, uh, to convince your, your, um, your uh, visitors when you uh, show this. And my last thought is uh, um, the aim uh, to, to show all of these practices is not only polishing the image of the winery, but also uh, to, to show sustainable practices and to change, uh, as, as Saul said, the, the, the mindset of the consumers. And this is also a perfect, like a school, yeah? I show you what sustainability is, and please take, this is a take-home message, and practices also at home. So uh, we have different aims uh, with this, with this uh, educational part. Thanks a lot for that final thought. Uh, that's, uh, again, uh, really insightful. I think that uh, this was an interesting debate. We, we managed to gather some practical solutions and ideas and, and knowledge uh, to the industry, which is mainly the, the objective of these panels, no? to share ideas, to share knowledge, and uh, try to give some practical solutions to, to people in the panel. So thanks a lot for all the speakers. Uh, it was a pleasure to share this afternoon with you. And uh, I hope to see you again soon.